0: This is The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman, and I'm Julie Busteed. You know, sometimes following biblical directives can seem like mission impossible. And today, Mary's addressing one of those directives. It's found in 1 Thessalonians 5, where it says we are to pray continually. Do you ever wonder how in the world you could do that? Seems like mission impossible, Mary. I think so, Julie, it
1: does, because you wonder, how can I pray continually and still keep a job or sleep or do anything else? Some translations say, pray without ceasing or pray at all times, but any way you look at it, it just doesn't seem possible.
0: And that passage goes on to say that this is God's will for you. So it's God's will that we should pray continually, but we don't know how we can do that. What does it mean? Surely God knows we have to do other things, and yet there it is, pray continually, pray without ceasing. I assume you're going to give us some help in understanding what this means and how to do it, right, Mary? That's my plan and my hope, Julie. Good. Well, we're ready to hear how to pray at all times.
1: I want to recommend a book by Sherry Harney entitled Praying with Eyes Wide Open. I read it a few years ago, and I found it very helpful in tackling this issue of what it means to pray at all times. So I'll be sharing some of Sherry's thoughts with you, and I highly recommend the book. When you think of praying, what comes to your mind? Do you see prayer as a time when you must be quiet, either sit or kneel, close your eyes, bow your head? Does it seem almost sacrilegious to open your eyes when you're praying or when someone else is? Is prayer to be reserved for those specific times in a day or a week when you get in the right position and the right frame of mind for prayer? Is prayer reserved for times you're at church or with other Christians? If that's how you see prayer, then praying at all times or praying continually will continue to be an impossibility. Did you know that the Bible gives no specific directions about your posture or the state of your eyes when you pray? You won't find any references in the Bible demonstrating that people are praying with heads bowed and eyes closed. In fact, you'll find many times when prayer was often given standing up with arms outstretched toward heaven. We have passages that speak of God's people praying in the midst of a battle, while shepherding sheep or on a journey in public and private places. In John 17, we read that after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. We see where Solomon spread out his hands toward heaven as he prayed, and David lifted up his hands. The Apostle Paul exhorted us to pray with holy hands lifted, as we read in 1 Timothy 2. And often the Apostles laid their hands on people as they prayed for them. No doubt there are good reasons at times for us to close our eyes and bow our heads in prayer, but that is not a requirement. Therefore, praying at all times or praying continually might not truly be impossible if we can pray at any time, in any position, and in any place. Would you agree? So consider this. If prayer is limited to certain postures and places, then our prayer time is very limited, is it not? But if we can pray with eyes open, silently and verbally, anywhere and anytime— then we are much more likely to expand our prayer life and spend far more time in the presence of our God. We just need to develop a new attitude toward prayer and determine to keep a conversation going with God throughout our day as we stand, as we sit, drive, run, work, lie down, whatever. In her book, Sherry points out that it is not that we have to pray continually, but rather we are allowed to pray continually. God will not be disappointed with you if you don't pray all the time. Rather, he invites you into his presence to commune with him at all times, anytime you wish. That's the wonder of our invitation to go to God, entering into the holiest place at his throne, where he's waiting for us and wants us to be with him, and where we will find grace and mercy to help in our time of need. So here's how it works to pray continually. You must become intentional about practicing the presence of Jesus. That means you just determine to be aware at all times and in all places that because you are a Christ follower and have been born again, you are surrounded with the presence of Jesus all day, every day, 24-7. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you have him with you all times. The problem for us is that we are all too often not recognizing or acknowledging his presence. For example, let's say you have a really close friend or family member, the person on this earth closest to you. You are with them as often as possible, and when you are with that person, you communicate, you talk, you share the problems and issues of life, but you also share the joys. You laugh together, sometimes you cry together, sometimes you're just silent together but that person's presence is there with you. Now this is not a perfect analogy, but just consider that Jesus is your best friend, your closest companion, your confidant. And unlike earthly companions, he is with you 24 seven. You are never away from him. So if you are aware that he is there, what are you likely to do? You're gonna talk to him, right? Whatever's happening to you in your day, you're going to share it with Jesus. When you need help or guidance, he's right there to show you the way. When you see something beautiful, he loves for you to share that experience with him. When something makes you laugh, he wants to laugh with you. When sorrow fills your heart, he cries with you. This is the meaning of praying continually, praying at all times. You just develop the awareness of his presence and then boldly and confidently talk to him throughout your day, all days, everywhere. You just simply take advantage of your privilege of praying in the flow of life. And as you learn to do this, you're learning what it means to pray without ceasing. You never cut off the communication with Jesus You don't have to say amen, meaning this is the end of your prayer time, and you'll come back later. You just keep the conversation going all the time. As Sherry states, when we pray with our eyes wide open, our time with God is limitless. God invites us to be with him, consciously aware of his presence at all times, and that means whether we are in a quiet place alone, or standing in line at the grocery store, or driving to work, or singing praise songs at church. We are able to directly and personally connect with God, and God delights in our presence. Zephaniah 3.17 tells us, "'The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves.'" He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. (laughs) Don't you love that thought that the God of the universe rejoices over you and takes great delight in you? So when you choose to be in his presence throughout your day, verbally or silently, he's very pleased. Let me give you some examples of ways you can pray at all times with your eyes wide open. While you're at work, take those short opportunities you have for prayer. When you walk down the hall, pray for the people you work with. When you're sitting in a meeting, pray for those in authority over you. When you're talking to a customer or client, send up a silent prayer for wisdom and care for that person. Here are some other suggestions. When you watch or listen to the news, most of which is not too good, Pray for those in the news. For example, recently we've heard many reports about police officers being shot and wounded or killed. So just stop and pray for those involved in those horrible stories. Instead of griping about our government leaders, and I admit there is much to criticize, pray for them, even as you listen to the news with your eyes open, silently or out loud if you can. If you don't like the way your organization is headed or you're upset at something your boss has done or said or some new policy seems wrong to you, instead of participating in the office gossip, just pray about it as you perform your work. If you're not happy with your pastor's recent sermon or the music at church or something else you think is not right, as those things come to your mind, instead of dwelling on them and letting them upset you, Turn that thought into a prayer and ask God to move in the situation. One of the difficulties we have with praying at all times is that our lives are full of distractions, and in the last few decades, that's become an increasingly real issue. In addition to praying with our eyes wide open through our entire day, busy or not, we do need times when we put the distractions aside and turn them off while we communicate with God. It's not uncommon for me to work on my computer at home. It's there. All my work is there. So I'm often found sitting in my home with a computer in my lap, working or surfing the internet or something. My husband will begin a conversation with me, which I catch maybe halfway through because I'm distracted by my computer. And he often says, can you just put that away for a minute so I can talk to you? I wonder how often God thinks the same thing about me. Mary, can you just put those distractions aside long enough to give me your full attention and talk to me and listen to me? Honestly, I think we have to be even more proactive in guarding and keeping our prayer time with God than in former days because there are so many gadgets all around us making noise, interrupting our thoughts, demanding our attention. A few years ago, our pastor challenged us to turn off all electronics for three days, unless our work demanded it. We were asked to turn off televisions, radios, computers, smartphones, the things that demand so much of our attention in a normal day. Well, let me tell you, it was not easy to do at first. The silence was deafening. But all of us that took part in this agreed that we came to love the quietness and that it actually reduced our stress to turn sound off. And of course, it gave us more opportunities to communicate with the Lord and recognize his presence and keep the conversation going with him. So praying at all times is learning to pray in the midst of our busy lives, in crowded places and public arenas. And it's learning to reserve those quiet times where we totally focus on the God who loves us and longs to fellowship with us. As Paul wrote to the Ephesians, It is learning to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, he wrote, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And one thing to add about praying at all times our prayers should be full of prayers for others. Paul said, always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. If you don't have time to go through your own prayer list with God, just say, Lord, you know my needs, but don't cut short your time and opportunity to pray for others. Not only are we admonished to pray for others, when we do, it changes us. We become more others-focused instead of self-focused, and that's one of the best gifts you can give yourself. Isn't it true that praying for others makes you aware that there are people with greater needs than your own? My church has a home for women who have been sexually trafficked, and I used to have a Bible study with them once a week. I remember telling them about my friends in Rwanda, Africa, who suffered so terribly because of the genocide of 1994. I shared some of their stories with them, and I could see that these women realized that as much as they had suffered, there were others who had suffered more. I would encourage you to read Sherry's book, Praying with Eyes Wide Open. But you can begin today to broaden your understanding of prayer and truly bask in the good news that Jesus is with you 24-7 and he's waiting for you to share your life with him. In the flow of your everyday life, just keep the conversation going with Jesus all the time, casting all your care on him because he cares for you.
0: Well, Mary, for sure you've given us a much better understanding of what it means to pray at all times. Thanks for these very encouraging thoughts. Copies of all Mary's devotionals are available on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. You'll find helpful resources there, so I invite you to stay in touch through our website, christianworkingwoman.org. Well, I'm Julie Busteed. thanking you for listening today and inviting you to join Mary Lohman again next week for The Christian Working Woman.